0: Um, start here, right? So, Tommy Searle, you are switching from Honda to Revo Kawasaki for 2023. I'm um, sure the announcement video that that you put out went went crazy. was one of the best videos I've ever seen. What are your <laughs> thoughts on that? And also the whole switch back back to Kawasaki, where I remember you riding there for Team Green. I think. Des Martin at 14 years old was the first time I saw you ride. So you're sort of back to familiar ground.
1: Um, yeah, back home. As such, um, during the season I was talking with uh, Mark at Revo and um, I've had my sponsor, GTCI now, for a couple of years and he mentioned earlier he'd like to do something a bit more and be a title sponsor of a team. So I mentioned that to Mark and um, between the three of us, we made it happen. So, um, And again, Kawasaki have a really good relationship with Mark. I have a good relationship with them and gtci so like i says we all came together and now um yeah we have the team so i'm really happy to be there as you mentioned before then i've been with kawasaki for the majority of my career and the best years of my career at world level i've been with kawasaki so um it's a it's yeah i'm going back to the familiar familiar territory and um i've done a couple of days on the bike and i really like it so i'm well happy
0: and is there a lot of adjustment, obviously still on aluminium frame and everything, is there a lot of difference in feel between the Honda and the Kawasaki?
1: Um, they are very different bikes, yeah, okay. the first day on it, I, um, you know, it's like anything, even if it's, something's really good, when you go jump on it, it feels different so it takes some getting used to, um, and it, it was exactly that, I felt straight away that it had done some things better, okay. I felt straight away that I needed to work on some things, and, um. And I just rode. We had fun. We'd done like the videos that you've seen and a couple of pictures. And then I went straight back out on it the next day. And straight away, when I jumped on it on day two, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Yeah. Um, and then I got to appreciate the bike more because when I jumped on it, I felt um, I felt used to it on the second day straight away. And I could make some adjustments of what I, I actually needed to adjust on the bike. And um, K Tech done my suspension again. And I'm so happy with. What well, I bolted straight in the bike, literally the balance of the bike, um, and I feel like it will suit me really well.
0: And there's talk just run past what if you're in the British Championship and the MX Nationals, and there was talk of some AMA Nationals as well. If um, things are going well, is that accurate or?
1: Yeah, um, there's talk um, obviously with Mark's um, team. He does he has a base in America now. He's going to race with Dylan in America. Um, and he now also has Revo in America, so he spends quite a lot of time there. So if everything lines up during the season, it is something that I'd quite like to go do again. Um, I think it'd make a great experience to go Mm -hmm. back over there now. I think it'd make good content for videos, um, and I think it'd fit in well with everyone. So hopefully, if I feel great at the time, um, and I'm healthy, I'm fit, then I think we will be doing that,
0: yeah. And both local or local British championships or just the focus um, on the Maxis? No, or I'll do the I go it is now. <laughs> I'll, the focus would be um the British Championship.
1: Okay. And then I would imagine selecting the Nationals.
0: Okay. And well will keep with that with the video theme, so this vlogging has went went really well for you. You're you're actually pretty funny and I think that was underlined by that the, the announcement video. How long did that tech to set up and you seem to enjoy doing it
1: um yeah it's funny i generally enjoy doing it i have the time now um i'm very lucky that i have ed my friend
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: that's good at editing and he's good at filming he's good at everything really he's set up kex he's he's quite talented and he's sound enough so i i we spend a lot of time together and i think him being a filmer in my videos that's what works more Mm -hmm. so than if you have someone that's just good at camera and he's not um he's not part of your everyday life
0: yeah.
1: um the announcement video it was just something we come up with between us we were saying okay we do this and then it changed to do this and then um, we wanted it to be like light-hearted but also show what gtci does and obviously you can see he's a building company mm-hmm. um he has big jobs because i think sometimes when a team has a sponsor people have no idea it's some writing on their bike um but he was happy with that. We was happy with it. And I think it came out well. When we, when we was doing it, we were thinking some of the stuff was was too much. And I kept bursting out <laughs> laughing. I was saying, we can't do this. Um, but sometimes sometimes you think you've got such a shit video and then how he chops it up. Okay. In the end, you go, bloody hell, that's come out well.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of maybe the best announcement video I've ever seen It was brilliant. that's what
1: everyone said. <laughs> no, it went well. It's gone. I think Ed, Thirty-five thousand views
0: in about ten yeah. in ten hours, so um, that's pretty good going. So just moving on to twenty twenty-two season, British Championship again, champion again, third in a row with uh, the, the Honda team, Dave Thorpe Honda team. Yeah, that section of your career couldn't have went any better. You must be really pleased. You're sort of un- unbeatable, really, at home so far.
1: Um. Yeah. So i actually won the championship in 2019 when i went to honda i went to honda as british champion That's right, and yeah. then um with kawasaki so then i had three years we had the year of covid which was only mx nationals which i won Ooh. i had the following year which i won again but those two years i didn't actually win much um race wise i was very consistent mm-hmm. i don't think i missed a podium and that brought me the championship and then this year <coughs> um yeah, I come in a lot healthier. I struggled with my shoulder really for almost three years now. It's okay. such a small injury in the winter while I was riding the Honda. I just literally, um, got a bit sideways coming up a hill through the waves at Ed's house and it was cold. I didn't warm up correctly. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just pulled the shoulder and, um, it, it, it hindered me throughout the winter. I struggled. Um, I struggled with confidence being in the right position on the bike. I had to adjust my riding style. um, slowly and it's about every week now i still it gets better and better but it's been such a strange injury because i had mris and it just come back as nothing wrong mm-hmm. but i could i always was a bit worried about it mm-hmm. um but this year i come in more healthy um a little bit stronger and um i sort of had a little bit more intensity than i had over the past two seasons so this mm-hmm. one was really well when i needed to um i could win the race and um I think I won almost every second race of the year other than two and then um, I'd done the double twice so honestly the year went really really well I think one of the yeah one of my best years at British Championship really
0: and it looked like you did have that sort of percentage or two of a margin of error and then when you had to win I think you'd have put a pretty hard pass on Culus when it was getting tight there with a couple of rounds to do but when you had to do it you were able to make it happen this year
1: Uh, Yeah, no, exactly that. There was times I knew that was very important points. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was one of those. And also, mentally, I know when I need to to push and there's days where if I don't feel it, you know, I'm not 25 anymore. I'm not quite as fit as I once was. So there's times where if I need to take it a little bit steady and that's my bet where I can only finish as a second, then I know the days where I need to take that and I also know the time when I need to make it happen. And, um, when I do at the moment I'm still able to so it was nice to win it was nice to win that race at Fat Cats so that was probably one of the over the past three years that was the most race that I was most okay. proud of because I had to dig in for that one and um, it would have been a race where it sort of guaranteed they would have come in thinking okay we can make points up um, and then for me to win it I think it was mentally good for me and um, yeah it was um, good to prove a point
0: and after was it the MX Nationals earlier on in the year that hadn't really Went well, sort no. of come back and win there it was, was pretty impressive with yeah. the title on the line as well.
1: I think it was impressive for everyone but also for myself because okay. the t- Honda, Dave made it very clear um, after that round that it was unacceptable um, um, but I wasn't, I still wasn't really worried. It was, okay. uh, I know the reasons behind that race which I told him um, and I didn't feel comfortable and I, I had the whole season ahead and Um, I knew the focus was always the British Championship Mm. and I told Honda that I would win the British Championship round there and I think they sort of thought okay, but then um, it was important to me to prove a point that when I say I can do
0: something, I can do it Just looking ahead to 2023, Conrad Mews is moving up into the class, obviously very talented and especially in the UK he's extremely fast Um, Josh Gilbert, he's riding for Thorpe as well, so it's going to be a pretty hotly contested championship again. Harry Kulis, no doubt, is going to be chasing yeah, you Harry's back right. wheel as well.
1: I would say the strongest one will be Harry again, personally, uh-huh. um, just because I think he's he's very consistent in what he does. He gets good starts. Um, so I would imagine it will come down to the two of us, I think, um, at the end of the season. But you have Comrade Muse, who is probably un- undoubtedly one of the fastest players riders in the world on his day Mm -hmm. um and you you can't doubt the speed he has but he i think up against me every weekend um it'll be a little bit tougher than it is for him racing the british championship in the Mm -hmm. 250 class um because i know how to race i know what it takes to win a championship um and i think my bike will be good again so i'll be strong and i think you have josh um on the honda he'll be good but i don't necessarily think any better than um honest husky um mm, yep. i think i make the bike sometimes think think going to that team okay you're you're on a team that can win but um i think i made the bike uh look it, the bike the bike was good but when you it's not like okay you jump on that bike and you mm, win yep. a lot of riders over the years have won on have rode mm. that bike and i think over the past 15 years it's only been what 10 years graham Irwin won and um i won It's do you know it takes more than mm. just um the bike it's a very good setup and the team do it well, but the rider has to um, step up as well. So I think they'll both be good. And then I think you've also got Evo Monticelli, Sean Simpson. Um, I hopefully, Bobby's back, you know, the British championship is a strong series um, and we're lucky. I'm I'm happy that it's a strong series because it's, um, it makes it good for British Maricross and to have riders like Bobby, Harry. And if Evo comes over,
0: it only strengthens our championship and on the you obviously were an elite Grand Prix rider, top sort of positions in America as well when you went over there (coughs) you're just racing the, the British Championship now is that an easier schedule, it looks obviously with your talent that you can do it with sort of a margin of error again with your training and stuff. It's probably not as intense as it would be for, for world championships. Is it a nice lifestyle now that you have? Obviously, you're a dad as well and a, and a husband, so you need time for dialogue yeah. and all of that.
1: Um, it is a really nice lifestyle, and it's probably one of the most um, happiest. Of, well, not happy because I've always been happy throughout my career. I mean, there's good times and there's bad times like anything. Oh. Um and you have the highs and the lows of motocross, but right now I have a good balance, um, good family life. I've got another little one coming in, um, in January. That I'm excited Congratulations. about,
0: Congratulations.
1: um, but it's, it's having that balance, but also I do know now that I'm getting older. I almost, I took probably the first two years more, a little bit more easy. Um, okay. and just, I seem to have little niggles that's made it hard for me to train. Mm -hmm. but i know next year um and i want to as much as i know i need to um to step up again the training um purely because i want to be strong when i'm in a race i don't want to be in a race thinking i'm getting tired Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i don't want to be i don't want to ever make a mistake in a race and um risk getting injured because i'm not fit enough um so i do want to have that little bit more intensity next year than what i've had over the previous years and um try trying through the winter to try and prepare for
0: that too. And just when you look at back at, at your GP career, obviously your 250 was when you came closest to winning a world title. You got had to move up to the 450s. Was it frustrating to have to move up? And then when you did, you were going well, but you always seemed to get injuries. I think when you went to KTM, you got injured straight away at the broke ribs and you yeah. looked really quick. Was it the 350 round that year? the pace looked to be there in pre-season and then injuries again. When you look back at that part of your career, it must be pretty frustrating because you never really got a proper shot at it with injuries and everything.
1: No. I mean, it's difficult to say because I had opportunities. Do you know, like yeah. I had that opportunity at the factory KTM um, and then I was lucky for our MX2 career that I, I had very little injuries. I got injured in America, um, which is one of the reasons why I came back. Okay. But um, in general, I think I was quite you know, not lucky because some ways. I mean, you could say I was lucky in MX2 and unlucky in MX1, yeah. but I think overall throughout my career, yeah, I had injuries, but I had a long run with no injuries in MX2 where I could where I could bang in the results as young and um and get to the top quick. But mm. going back to MX1, I came in really strong with C.L.S. Kawasaki, and um I think maybe I underestimated the, the what you needed to be at the top consistency in MX consistently in mx1 mm-hmm. because i had multiple offers at that time for factory team i think i could have run for road for any factory team in the paddock and they all sort of matched the same money but
0: yeah.
1: i was happy in the team with cls so I, I chose to stay there um there was a couple of other reasons for it at the time but we stayed at cls and then i had quite a strong first season i think i had some podiums in races i mean i didn't get the start so i was always coming back from the back of the pack through, um, I won a couple of heat races. I had good times, but then there was tough times as well throughout that season. And then, yeah, opportunities come. I almost went to the factory Kawasaki team throughout the winter to change because I knew I needed to. And then, the two Kawasaki teams had a falling out, so I ended up having to stay where I was. And then the teams sort of fell apart throughout that season um, with management and and things like that. And then uh, I also got injured in a crash in thailand when the, it, the bike ran out of, or not ran out of fuel but they had fuel problems on that big jump in That's thailand right, yeah. um and i had a huge crash which broke my wrist and then put me out for three months um and then it went to ktm where i i sort of regrouped i was like this is my chance i'm gonna regroup Ooh. and then at the first round in qatar i broke my thumb i just hit a bump awkwardly it broke my thumb and um and then I, the following round I broke my back in Thailand trying to ride with a broken farm. Um, and in that season I'd I'd got second in the Italian championship, I'd won around there against Caroli and everyone. So I was strong but and I tried coming back from that and then I broke my shoulder again that season. So it's one of those once you're on that in that on that downward spiral it's yeah. it's so hard to break the um to break out of it and to get back to where you need to be. Um and unfortunately, I fell into that. I was on that downward spiral at that point. Mm-hmm. I tried coming back with Dixon, and we had good races and good results. And we had we had problems as well. But I really enjoyed my time. I really enjoyed my time at Steve Dixon. Um, once I understood how he was, and you know that that it wasn't a factory team, yeah. but they'd done their best with what they had. You sort of have to um, adjust. And then it went to boss. Well, again, I think everyone knows that story. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't a great season. And then um, that was sort of the nail in the coffin for me. I thought, okay, um, life at home's hard because I'm upset every weekend. I'm demoralized every week. You regroup, you go back to the next race, and you end up back to square one. And over and over, it got too much. I thought I'd I'd take a step away from it, and that's when I signed for Dave. But I think in general, I had opportunities. You had had teams, I think... um, things didn't go my way but it wasn't through lack of um lack of effort it was just yeah the cards not the cards i was dealt but i think you just i just had a hard go at it mm-hmm. in mx1 and i think i'm actually good on an mx1 bike and it wasn't that i couldn't ride one or he could never race an right. mx1 because the speed i showed at times i used to come from some races i think twentieth position i got um to third and almost a second and then i'd have a crash and back up so the speed was always there mm-hmm. but injuries and trying to come back and try and race back into fitness shape because you didn't want to get a pay cut and the things that you don't see behind the um, right, okay. behind closed doors <clears throat> just it, it just wasn't wasn't to be in the end so um i can hold my head high but, um obviously my mx1 career wasn't as successful as i would have liked
0: uh, would you do a GP next year and think the British has a British GP's in October or something. Yeah, Is that a consideration? I did
1: see that. I did see that this week, so um I don't know, it might it might make a good video at the end of the yeah. season. We'll see how uh, we'll see how it goes during the season. it's hard to say. Some yeah. now when you get a little bit older, one week uh you can be feeling brilliant and a little niggle and then you you struggle then so okay. I just need to keep my stay fit, stay sharp and hopefully I can build from where I am now and I'm in a better position next year where I can, um, I can enjoy going and doing a race in America. If, if, um, it happens, mm-hmm. I can do the British GP, but I also don't underestimate, um, the speed of the world championship. Like I, yeah. I think it'd almost be easier for me to go and, and fight for a top 10 in America. Mm-hmm. Um, not the not easier as such but i think at a world championship if you have a bad day you could be outside the top 20 quite quite easily and yeah, um yeah i don't need to be my days of racing around in that <laughs> position i wouldn't enjoy that so um yeah. if i feel really good at the time and um everything's going well then i may do but it, it literally come down to like the couple of weeks before if i'm like yeah let's have a go or no let's not
0: uh, just finally Tommy, I forgot to touch on it earlier, the Motocross of Nations for Britain it wasn't the, everything that could go wrong seemed to go wrong but yeah. for people that, that weren't at it we were over at it and your actual riding and pace was really good but again again, the results didn't, didn't really reflect that, you went down in the first corner as well, I think Jet sort of clipped your front wheel coming into the yeah. first turn so it, the results weren't good but I'm sure you enjoyed the whole trip and you probably just wish you had a bit, bit better luck with fuel and, yeah. and not going down.
1: Yeah, no, the whole trip, the trip as a whole was brilliant. Um, I can say nothing but good things about Mark Chamberlain, how he went about the the whole trip. A lot of people don't see, again, what goes on behind closed doors and the effort that he puts in um, to make that happen. Um, overall, on the weekend, we had, a, we had a, a rough go. I think everything, like you said, that could go wrong did go wrong, um, but I can hold my head high that I... I gave my best and I didn't give up all the way through the weekend um, but it was just one of those weekends that wasn't meant to be but um, as a team and and how we've done it I had a lot of fun and um, I'm going to try I would love to be on the team next year for mm-hmm. um, uh, so hopefully I can earn my spot for that
0: that's great Tommy thank you very much that's brilliant